Greetings, listeners. Welcome to the Postgrad Cheat Sheet. This is the podcast where we dive into all the questions about transitioning into your professional career and all those difficult unspoken topics. My name is Dr. Maria Scott, and I'm a PR professional and a professor. Welcome to the Postgrad Cheat Sheet. I'm your host, Dr. Maria Scott. This is episode two of season two, and I have two new co-hosts with me today, Basha and Ananya. Hi, everyone. I'm Basha. I'm a junior PR major, and this whole time I was behind the camera. I was doing social media, and now I'm finally on the podcast. Hi, I'm Ananya, and I'm a senior marketing and PR major here at Emerson College, and I'm super, super excited to be on this next season of the Postgrad Cheat Sheet. All right, well, let's get started. This episode is on the perfect elevator pitch. So I'm going to start with a question like I always do. Do you know the concept behind an elevator pitch? I think so. It's a short introduction that you can use when meeting someone new, probably in a more professional setting. I guess it should include like a few brief sentences highlighting some points about you, your experience, um, depending on the situation. And I guess it should not be longer than an elevator ride. Absolutely. Ananya, you got anything to add? Nope, that sounds about right. All right. So in this day and age, you may not actually be in an elevator. And the idea behind it was a lot of times people would get into an elevator ride 10 floors with someone and want to pitch themselves in that 10 floor ride, right? So considering that you may not be in an actual elevator, when do you imagine using this? So when I first learned about elevator pitches, I was a freshman. Since then, I've mainly used it in professional settings, like an info chat or during kind of professional settings like conferences or classes. So that's where I imagine using my pitch. I will say though, I've had moments where I didn't expect to have to pitch myself. And then I was put into a situation where I had to step up and kind of pitch myself on the spot. I was super nervous, so I remember kind of stuttering through that pitch. Yeah, I agree with Ananya. I mostly use it in professional or academic settings or any situation that requires me to introduce myself in a few sentences. I think in other more informal situations, I still use the same elements of my elevator pitch, but then it's more of a conversation. Yeah, all of this got me thinking, should I be rehearsing my pitch or something? And if so, how? Do I just practice in front of the mirror? Do I get my friends to sit down and listen to me? Great questions. Um, Just like when Ashley would ask questions, like these are really important things. And I think that you all are not alone when you ask these things. A lot of it is just practicing. And we talk a lot in these episodes about how practice makes perfect. One of the ways that you can practice is when you're doing your normal routine, walking to and from classes, to and from school, even to and from work, you can put earbuds in, no one ever knows who you're talking to. You could look like you're talking to someone on the phone and just while you're walking down the street, just keep rehearsing it over and over again. Same thing with like in the shower, in the car, uh, while you're making dinner or breakfast. So if you got in the habit of every morning while you're making breakfast, just repeating your elevator pitch over and over and over again, in about a month and a half, you would have it so set that you'd never have that situation again, Ananya, where you had to come up with it all of a sudden and then like kind of flustered or flubbered it, right? So I think that that's a really good way to kind of do it. What do you think should really be in these? Like what kind of a situation do you imagine using yours? Basha? 
So if it's like a networking situation, I usually just introduce myself. I say, hi, I'm Basha. I'm a PR student. Sometimes I mention I'm also a psychology minor. I talk about what I'm interested in, so that I want to work in PR, that I like social media work, that I'm interested in graphic design. And then depending on the situation, I go more into either my experience or which industry I'm interested in or some more specific skills. How about yours, Ananya? Yeah, kind of along the same lines. I think it's definitely determined by the situation. I typically say the same things. 90% of the time I use my elevator pitch during info chats. So I usually introduce myself and tell them what I'm interested in doing after college. And more often than not, my elevator pitch becomes an elevator conversation, which is the way that I like it. I appreciate when there's some back and forth and I'm not just listing stuff about myself because that makes me feel awkward. Yeah, I don't think that you're alone in that. One of my biggest questions is, have you tried rehearsing these before? Yes, I actually rehearsed mine a lot of times, but that's because I I kind of learned about the concept of an elevator pitch early in high school. And then I was very anxious because I didn't really know what to say and what to include because I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think it was pretty early, but then with time, I got more confident with what I want to do, what I'm interested in and in general with my experience so now I don't really rehearse it I have sort of talking points in my head and I just highlight different things depending on a situation yeah I've never actually purposefully rehearsed my elevator pitch before which definitely sounds bad I know like time is definitely the best teacher I've grown a lot more confident after just putting myself in situations where I have to pitch myself. And it would probably be a good idea to practice it, though, because then I wouldn't be as nervous. Yeah, I think that that's a really good place to be. I would say that you don't have to just have the talking points, because my only concern with that would be what happens if you meet like your dream human. I don't know that your talking points alone, you're going to be able to harness that. You know what I mean? Like you finally get this moment where you're face to face with this person who you've always wanted to meet. I feel like then the nerves may kick in. So I feel like it's almost better to have a rehearsed version just that you can pull out if you have to. And then once you get talking, you may feel more at ease if that conversation then opens up that may work out a little better for you. My only concern again with just having the talking points is that, I don't know, I I wonder sometimes about that nervous energy if it was really like you're face to face with like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I get to meet blank. This is amazing. And then like that, that nervousness comes What about the content? Do you have questions about the content? Yeah, I think so. I wanted to ask what's the line between boasting and being honest because I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, but I also do want to include all of the important stuff. I think that that's a question a lot of people have, and I think that makes them stop in the middle of potentially having a wonderful opportunity. So they may be face to face with this person and then they go to start talking and then they're like, hmm, wait, that sounds like I'm bragging or should I be pulling out my gold star at the same time? Like, and you don't really know how to navigate it. So I think you wanna be honest. You wanna make sure that the representation of yourself is one that is accurate. And then I really think that the big key here is to identify things that make you special. One of the biggest challenges that I think modern graduates face is that everyone kind of comes out similar. You all now have degrees. Like it's not two generations ago where just saying you went to college was enough. Now you all really have to talk about what have you done? How have you made that college experience special? What else have you done on top of that? What other experiences have you had? What leadership roles have you done? And the more you add, 
the more you become remarkable to them. You want to be that person who had all these amazing things to talk about. And you don't have to go in and say, like, I'm the best. You should hire me. That's where I feel like you're being very braggadocious. And I feel like where you can pull back from that is just listing those things that really do describe you because they are essential to who you are. What are some of the skills that you'd mention, Ananya? That's a good question. I would definitely mention leadership and creativity. I think those are my two favorites to mention because I have concrete examples for both of those skills, which kind of goes to what you're talking about where I can share my experiences and share what sets me apart. Then if an interviewer or someone else asks me something like, tell me more about that, I have so many things to say. And that's where being honest becomes super important for me. If I didn't have those skills, it would become very apparent and it would end up hurting me in the long run. What about your accomplishments, Basha? What would you put? Right. I don't love talking a lot about it because I don't want to seem like I'm bragging, but I usually mention something, especially if it's relevant. I usually go with the most recent accomplishment or like the biggest recent accomplishment. If I get a new position, I complete a project or I just got a new job. I usually mention something like that. So for everyone listening, plus the people who are in the room with me, I think there is a fine line between, again, kind of starting the conversation with, hey, I'm awesome, you should hire me because I'm better than everyone else. (laughs) And then also really separating out those things that make you special. I don't think it's bragging to say, Basha, that you are recently elected to the national board for PRSSA, which is the Public Relations Student Society of America. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. There's only a handful of people that get to be on that board that separates you. So same thing with Ananya. You get to say, I'm the president of our PRSSA chapter at my school. Even in the history of the school, even if this had been around for 35 years, you're one of only 35 people that can ever make that statement. So I don't think that that's a bad thing that is describing who you are. I think if you were to say, I'm going to be the best president ever, and these are the things I'm going to do, then I think that's where you start to slip slide into being super braggy. But when you talk about these things that do help define you, remember, you may not even get to have a conversation. The whole point of the elevator pitch was you meet the person in the elevator and you get 10 floors, which is essentially what, like two minutes, a minute and a half, assuming people stop on several floors to say everything you need to say and have that person actually remember who you are. And both of you have unique names, so that may be helpful, but it actually may not be helpful. It may just be that the person with the name that was a unique name, but they can't remember what the actual name is. So you wanna give them something else to remember about you. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't remember your name, but I remember that you're the one who's the president of your chapter. It's really nice to see you on the elevator. I thought about what you told me the other day and that really stuck with me, I'd love to sit down and learn more about you. You know what I mean? So even if they can't remember that, but again, if you give them sort of like, I just worked on this project, every college student worked on a project, and I'm not diminishing your work, I'm just saying, make sure that you put those key points in there that are those really big standout pieces that even if they meet 50 people, not everyone's gonna get to say that one thing that really makes you super, super memorable. And that's really what I want you all to kind of hold on to when you're thinking about what to put into this pitch. So what do you think would make you well-rounded? I think for me, bringing up skills that reach across disciplines like leadership and creativity, along with hard skills like writing and design knowledge, probably give me the best shot at coming across as well-rounded. But again, I don't really know. And I'm definitely like looking to learn more about that. I agree. I think especially in PR, showing that you have different experiences and that you're able to transfer skills to new projects and new roles is very valuable. All right, I agree. Uh, I think one of the other things I really wanna make sure that I hit home with here is that you never know when you're gonna need to pull out 
your elevator pitch. You don't know when you're going to run into that person. You don't know. It could be on public transportation. You could be in a mall. One of my former students came to talk to me and she said, you're not going to believe this, but I was bridesmaid shoe shopping with a friend of mine and we were in the shoe section and I leaned over as this woman had all these fancy shoes and I said, oh, those are really pretty. And the woman started talking to me and you know, when you're trying on shoes, you're usually there for a good, that's a good 30 minutes, sit there, try on a bunch of different shoes, people walk back and forth. And she said, as she was sitting there, the more she talked to this woman, she realized the woman was in an industry that she was super interested in. And then she kind of sat there thinking, okay, now I've been talking about shoes for 10 minutes. How do I suddenly throw in my elevator pitch? And she didn't even have to before she went to go kind of think through and mull over how I'm going to slide from really nice Jimmy Choo's to, you know, this conversation about what I do and who I am. The woman said to her, oh, are you here looking for bridesmaid shoes? I thought I heard that. And she said, yes, my friend's getting married. I actually am graduating next semester. And then it was kind of a really nice opening for her to say, yes, this is my friend from college. I'm about to graduate. And then she went into her elevator pitch. So I'm going to put you two on the spot and I'm going to ask you to give me your elevator pitch. Well, I feel kind of bad for putting you on the spot. So in the meantime, I will let you think about your elevator pitch and I will tell you a quick story. So one of my jobs at ESPN, I would actually go and help with some of the recruiting for the company. And one of the events that we went to, we did a lot of talking to potential students about working at ESPN and we collected resumes and that night at dinner, I sat down with the two people from Human Resources and asked them to tell me their top three people that were the most memorable and the three people that were the most memorable, but for a bad reason. And I actually took notes and I wrote down what each of them said. He probably ended with hundreds and hundreds of resumes. And at the end of the day, there was one person who each of the three of us remembered and it was for a completely different reason because all three of us were, while we were all women, we were different ages and different ethnicities, different education levels. Like there was a lot of differences between us. So the fact that one person resonated with all three of us, I felt like was really important. And I said to them like, look, if you, if you don't reach out to this person, I definitely am to see if we can steal them for the X Games. But I thought that that was really impactful and really cool that there was one person who really made a difference. So for the people that you all thought made a bad impression, um, what were the things that you talked about? What was the bad impression? Oh, I'll totally tell you that. But I want to hear your elevator pitches first. So Ananya, are you ready? Yep. All right. I'm going to time you because I don't think that they should go more than two minutes. So ready? Yep. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Ananya. I'm a marketing and PR double major at Emerson College. I just got elected as the incoming chapter president for Emerson PRSSA, which is the Public Relations Student Society of America. I'm also on the e-board for Emerson Fashion Society, and I joined because I've always had an interest in fashion, but I've explored a lot of different aspects of PR through my coursework. For example, last semester I got the very exciting opportunity to work with a local church to put on a media event in the Boston Common. We ended up attracting a ton of press coverage and one of those one of the media outlets was the Boston Globe, so that was fantastic. And that kind of affirmed my passion for PR and inspired me to keep seeking out more experiences in PR. 
Great. That's just about 50 seconds. So you could even add a little bit more if you wanted to talk about other projects. Uh, I know you did one recently where you had to put together like a lookbook or some branding books for classes and stuff. Like you can talk about all kinds of things, right? And I think that the more that you talk about some of the experiences, you can talk about uh, internships that you've had. You can also talk about the fact that you put together a whole media kit for a client. Those are all things that do make you stand out. Not every student at every school gets to do that, but every student at a school gets to do things like a project. So if you don't go into detail about what that project is, that's what makes you kind of just like everybody else. It's when you start to talk about the fact that your project got covered in the Boston Globe, that's a really big deal, right? And that's really what will make someone remember you in the long run. All right, Basha, I think that you're up. All right. Hi, I'm Basha. I'm a junior PR major with a psychology minor. I'm originally from Warsaw, Poland, and I moved to Boston for college. I just got an opportunity to spend the summer in LA that I'm really excited about. And I've recently been elected to the National Committee of the Public Relations Student Society of America as the Vice President of Brand Engagement. I'm extremely excited about that, especially because I spent the last year working on developing my home chapter at Emerson. During that last year, I also had a lot of opportunities to explore the PR field. I worked with multiple clients during my classes. I had an opportunity to get a client by myself and create a full media kit for them. They were very excited, so that made me excited about working in PR as well. And I think all of that work that I've done both at PRSSA, at my classes, and at my recent internship just made me very excited to continue working in PR and I hope to go into the arts and entertainment industry in the near future. Great. That was one minute and 15 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So those are both good. And like I said, you know, I think that you can add a little bit more, but I think the base is there and that's really what I would go home and kind of rehearse. And again, make it a habit, do it while you're eating breakfast. It doesn't matter what people think. Like, you know, no one's really going to say, why are you making your oatmeal or your yogurt or whatever and talking about yourself? No one cares, especially if in the long run, it helps you get a job or move ahead, right? I think that's what the part that really matters. So you asked me about what things were bad that stood out. So my list of three, I had one girl who could not answer a question at all. So she came up to the booth, handed her resume, and then just sort of stood there. And really, it was on us to, to foster the conversation. Why did you give us your resume? Are you interested in working at ESPN? You know, what what interests you? Do you have a specific skill set? Are you studying something that would be relevant for this news organization? Like what? Give us something here that helps. Because even though I could see the resume, that still we still want to foster a little bit of a conversation. Most of the time, you're really not giving more than like a minute or two per student. But still, you still want to try to make it memorable. And nothing, it, I literally was talking to like a plastic doll. Like it was just awful. It was, I drove the whole conversation. Nothing was relevant. Nothing did that this person said resonated with anything that we had to do. Uh, so that was one. There was a girl who very clearly did not prepare for this. Their attire was inappropriate. Her resume was crinkled. She only had one copy. Like there was just all kinds of weird stuff. Um, and it just seemed like this was someone who just did not prepare themselves to be there. So that kind of didn't hit home with like, we were a big company. We were a company that people should want to work for. And this just didn't seem like that person was, was on board for that. 
And I think the other woman had a really good one too. She had one where there was a guy who was just so overeager that there was a part where he literally had to stop and say like, oh, can I run to the bathroom really quick? Like I've gotten myself so excited, I need to come back. And oh my God. So literally when she wrote it that day and I said, you know, please tell me the three people who you remember, she wrote it down as like the guy who had to pee <laughs> in her in, in, in the middle of her talking to him. And again, I get it, like you're super excited, but that's not what you want to be remembered as. You do not want to be remembered as the girl who was the Barbie doll, the guy who had to pee, or the person who seemed unprepared and in... You know what I mean? Like they're clubbing clothes from the night before or whatever. Those aren't the things that you want. You know, you don't want that moment where you could have made a really great impression to be the moment where you're remembered for something that is just completely not you, right? So I think that's a good place to stop. Is there anything that you all want to add to the end of this episode? Well, yeah, I think I realized how important first impressions are, especially when it comes to the job search. Yeah, and I realized how important it is to actually practice the elevator pitch and have at least one version in your head in case you're stressed or in an unexpected situation to have that ready to go. Yeah, I think the ones that you both were able to pull out was really great. And I think that for a first effort, like just for me putting you on the spot, that was wonderful. So I hope everyone listening practices your elevator pitch at home. And you definitely write into us with any other questions that you might have, or even if you want to send us your elevator pitch, record it and send it in. We'd love to hear it. Please join us next week for another episode of the Postgrad Cheat Sheet. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for the Postgrad Cheat Sheet. Click in our description and visit the website to see our upcoming topics so you can submit your unspoken questions. Connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram at Postgrad Cheat Sheet. 